backing up the pastor. Last week we talked about offering up our tithes. And each of these are commitments that are found in the body of Christ that strengthen the church, that give stability and health. And uh, we heard a testimony from, from Matt just a second ago about how the faithfulness of God is, as he's endeavored to be faithful, how God just works things out. And I could tell story after story uh, the same thing. And uh, God is so good. And we know that he's in control. And anytime we are faithful to him, he will pay us back more than we could imagine. Well, this morning, why don't you turn with me in our Bibles to Psalm chapter 119. Psalm 119. And for those of you that have been around church that know your Bible, um, what is Psalm 119? What's the focus of, of what? The chapter of the Bible. It's the longest chapter of the Bible, right? And we're going to read that this morning. No, no, we're not. It talks a lot about what in Psalm 119? The Word of God, all right? It talks about the Word of God uh, quite a bit throughout. It's riddled all throughout, and it is the longest, 100 and I'm not sure how many, 150-something verses long, 176 verses long. But Psalm 119, verse 11 uh, through 16 is where we're going to focus this morning. And this is what it says. It says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I will recount all the law or all your word that, came, or that comes from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight your decrees, in your decrees, and I will not neglect your word. This is the psalmist saying, I'm not going to forget your word. And we're going to talk about God's word a little bit this morning. Turn with me, uh, flip a little bit over to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, says this. It says, my son and daughters, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words, the word of God. Listen closely to the words of God. Our last, mem- our last uh, healthy commitment found in a healthy church is listening up to God, hearing and knowing the voice of God, listening. Now, how many would be honest this morning and say sometimes that you can have selective hearing. Anybody have selective hearing? Now, what does that mean to you, <laughs> to have selective hearing? I'm sure there's all kinds of things. People are pointing to different people, okay? You know, a lot of times students, uh, you know, kids, my kids uh, can have selective hearing. They'll hear what they want, and, uh, or they'll, they'll be appearing to be listening, but their mind is somewhere else. Uh, does that, everyone suffers from that at times, right? Well, a couple years ago, I was in a program uh, that was helping me in my leadership, and one of the things that uh, was addressed in that is that I needed help in my communication. And when you think of communicating, it's, you know, talking, projecting, right? But how many know there's two sides to communication, a projecting your voice, but then also zipping up your voice, and what? Listening, right. Well, uh, it we did this 360-degree assessment where 26 different people were assessing me 
which I'm sure some of you would love to be able to do that. But uh, it was a lot. It was very, very interesting that, that out of that, it came out that I needed help listening. And so we created in this program a way to help me learn to listen and to not be preoccupied with other things, but to really be focused and to listen. And I'm wearing a rubber band this morning uh, because th- what I did, what, what I had to do is for one week, for the first week, I had to wear a rubber band and any time I found my mind wandering when I was listening or any time I would interrupt somebody, I was supposed to snap myself, all right? And, and so, you know, the staff that I was working on, uh, started working with, they all knew that, and, and sometimes they'd be like, oh, you better snap yourself, you know, I can tell you're not listening, I can't, or boy, you just interrupted, and, and they, would, they would say, well, Pastor Ben, you know, or Ben, snap yourself. And for that week, you remember, Jess, I, w- I would snap myself on occasion at home and at, biz- at the work and, and just all over. And then the next week, I get on the phone, and, they, and the guy that's helping me, he says, hey, we want to extend this to those that are around you, that they would have the ability to freely snap you anytime you don't listen. Now, the first week is supposed to train me to listen. The next week, it allows other people to assess how am I doing. And that week, someone, you know, if I interrupted, they could, we told them that they could snap me. Now, in kids' church, they love that. You know, they, they thought it was the greatest thing, and they're always wanting to snap me. But it was a great tool for me to learn to better communicate. Now, communicating with others is important. How many would agree? You know, when we sit around and we talk about the body of Christ, communication is a high value here. You know, we create the website. We, we do all these things to be able to communicate And listening is part of that. But how much more important is it for us, each of us, to communicate with God? I need to hear from God. I need to desperately, to be able to encourage others, I need to hear from the Lord. And I'll tell you, there's been times in my life, it's been very clear that I heard the voice of the Lord. And I knew the direction I was supposed to go. And there was decisions that were made or, or purchases that were made or, or different, different things along the way that, that God was directing my steps. And there was no question in my mind that I was listening and hearing the voice of God. But like some of you, perhaps, I've also missed the voice of God. I've missed the leading. I've been preoccupied and, and uh, maybe the way I spent my money or, or I, I can think of uh, a, a while back there was a... I, I was looking for a leader in a different area of ministry, and, uh, and I, boy, I was praying, oh, God, send a leader into this area. We need some help, and, and, uh, and I wasn't listening to the voice of God, and the first warm body that came by, I said, yes, you're it, and boom, and it was a disaster for that person and for, for the ministry, and, and, and you learn, boy, it wouldn't have been better to listen to what God would have been saying in those moments. And, and so we, we grow in our listening. Why do you think it's so hard for us to listen? Why do we try to do things on our own so often? How many times does it take, is it going to take for us to learn to listen? Well, things sometimes seem easier to just do them on our own, don't they? But in the long term, when we do things without hearing the voice of God or understanding his will, we will end up paying for that. Deep down, I believe that all of us want to do what's right. 
I don't think there's anyone here that would say, man, I, I don't care uh, you know, about doing what's right. And what happens is we come up to a fork in the road in our life. There's decisions that need to be made, whether they're personal decisions or, or business decisions or family or ministry or even spiritual decisions that need to be made in our life. And oftentimes we just blow right through and we don't stop and wait and listen. And I want to just encourage each of us that we must learn to hear the voice of God. And we need to learn to listen up when, when God is speaking. Because the danger of, of that, if we don't do that, is that we become uh, kind of self-contained. And we kind of become our own, uh, own person. And without the leading of God, many times our, our lives will just be busting through life. And all of a sudden we're like, what happened? And then there's no direction. The, you lo- lose your mission in life or your dreams or your goals. And a lot of times life can become mediocre. Because God wants to help us. God talks about in his word about his voice being a still, small voice that he can speak to us. And, you know, in Scripture, there's times that, that in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and even today, where people went past the word of the Lord, they ignored what God was doing, and it was disastrous. You can think of the, in the Old Testament, those of you that have studied Scriptures in the Old Testament, where God was uh, moving in a king's life to direct uh, Israel or a city, and uh, they didn't listen and disaster fell. You think about one of the 12 disciples, Judas, you know, listening to the voice of God, and, and he turned and said, no, I think it's, it's better if, you know, Jesus is going to get himself in trouble. He steps out and says, no, we're going to turn him in, and uh, I think this is what's best. And man, his life ended in lots and lots of different circumstances. I ran across a, a little article this week that talked about uh, people trying to direct their own lives. And in 1923, there was a group of men that were the most, sex, most successful men in America at the time. They all met at the Edgewater Beach Hotel in Chicago, and collectively, it was told that these men controlled more than the U.S. Treasury. So these were men of influence, had a lot of power, and a lot of control. But apart from God, as they began to lead their lives and began to do this, listen to the six men in, that, that were there and how their lives ended. One was Charles Schwab. Anyone heard of Charles Schwab? The president of the steel company and then later the investments. He lived on borrowed money the last five years of his life. He died penniless because God wasn't a part of, of his life. Richard Whitney, president of the New York Stock Exchange, was part of that group and ended up in prison, dying at Sing Sing. The third one is Albert Fall. He was the member of the president's cabinet. And he asked to be, uh, to be put on parole from prison so he could die in his home in his last days of his life. The last three, Jesse Livermore, who was uh, the Wall Street, he, they was com- uh, considered the bear on Wall Street at the time. Leon Frazier, uh, president of a bank, and then an Ivan Kruger, the world's great, uh, controlled the world's greatest monopoly. All three 
committed suicide at the end of their life. You say, man, well, how did that happen? People that had it all, the most successful, they were, they were all these things, but they ended up at the end of their life devastated. The problem is, is that they lived their life apart from the voice of God. I believe that each one of us were created with a spiritual capacity to fellowship with God. From the very beginning, we saw that with Adam and Eve. They had communion with God. They were able to communicate. And remember, communication is not just talking. It's also listening. But this crazy devil, he's allowed, or he's, he's uh, come into this world, and because of sin, our communication with God can get fuzzy. Sin has created a wall between God and us. And, and unless we address that sin in our lives, we are not going to be able to hear what God wants for us. I believe if we're to be successful, and this is for students as well as uh, every adult in the room, if we're to be victorious, then we must be directed by God. So the question is, is how does God speak? How do we receive the guidance that we need? How can we listen up to God? And this morning, we want to look at some scriptures. We looked at Psalm 119, talking about the word of the Lord uh, helping us. Proverbs 4, verse 20 says, My son, pay attention. Listen closely to my words. And the word of God is where we start to hear what God would have for us. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 31 it says, it says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. God's word is perfect. Psalm chapter 12, Psalm chapter 12, verse, verse 6, says the same sort of thing. It says, the words of the Lord, again, are flawless. They are like refined, or they are like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times. In Psalm 37, a little later, in verses 30 and 31, talks about the, the Word of God safeguarding us. That when we understand the Word and we obey the Word, it will, it will provide a protection around us. But how can we hear God's Word? How can we know when God is speaking to us specifically? And real quickly, there are four action steps that I believe that are critical in this pursuit of knowing and listening up to God, knowing God's voice and listening to Him. The first thing is this, is we need to find a quiet place. Drive in the country if, if, that, if that's your thing. Go to the beach and be by yourself. Find that special chair in your house that, where you can meet God. Or Some people like to go to the basement or they, they, they will spend time praying in bed. Now for me, if I pray in bed, that means basically I'm going to sleep, just so, so anyone knows. But if we're going to listen to God, we need to be quiet. How many would agree that this world throws incredible distractions our way? Over and over, things in our life, noise. And again, our prayers cannot be just to talk alone, but we need to find a quiet place where we can listen. Imagine if you're in a marriage where only one person was able to talk. And over and over, the, the one person, the guy would just talk, 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 and no communication. It would be miserable, wouldn't it, for that woman? 
or for the guy if it was reversed. Think about it for a second with our relationship with God, the relationship he wants. Do we talk to God? Sure. Many of us pray. We know how to pray. But do we listen? And that's the hard part. Because God's voice, as we described it earlier, is many times comes in a still, small voice, a whisper. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, it says, In the quietness is your strength. When it's quiet, we learn God's strength. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God, right? And so we have to start by being quiet, finding a quiet place. And I want to encourage you to think of a spot where you, in your house, where you could be quiet. I've heard some moms, when they have young kids, the only spot that they get any rest and peace is in the bathroom. They close the door. They go and they they can find their time with the Lord in the restroom. Wherever it is, find a spot where you you can be quiet before the Lord. The next part is, is very important as well. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whatever you ask in prayer, believe and it will be yours. The second part after being quiet is we need to learn to ask God questions. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, call unto me and I will answer. There's a promise there. But the calling is the asking. We do not have to be afraid to ask God questions because nothing is too hard for God. Again, throughout Scripture, there are people who called out to God, David and Moses and Aaron and Samuel and Saul and King Saul before he uh, went crazy, Rebecca and Esther and and Jesus even called out to God in in prayer, asking questions. Paul did. The Scriptures are full of people. And it shows us that we, as believers, each of us, we need to be asking God to help us to be led by the Holy Spirit, anticipating victory in who we are. Turn with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, um, verse, verses 15 through 17. Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit here, and he's saying, look, uh, you want to be with me and to be asking, expecting the promise of the Holy Spirit. He says, if you love me, John 14, 15, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you, that's us, the body of Christ, but you know him, for he lives in you, and he will be with you. God promises to be with us, and so we can go and we can, we can ask him whatever we need. If you flip over one page to John chapter 16, starting in verse 12, it says, I have so much to say to you. This is Jesus talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. It says, more than you can can bear. But when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said that the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. 
The way the Holy Spirit works many times is by asking, coming to God with confidence, asking questions. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, about different questions that we can ask. But I want to talk about the third component. It says the first is to be quiet, to find a quiet spot. If we're going to hear, listen up to, the, to God. The second is to ask questions. The third is we have got to expect God to answer. And that's the faith piece that is so difficult for many of us. James chapter 1, verse 6 says, But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to tell you. And of course, Luke eleven nine, 9, one of my favorite scriptures in kids' church, was ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Luke eleven nine. 9. That's why it rhymes. But prayer, again, is a conversation with God, not a speech. So we have to listen and expect God to answer. I like what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says, uh, verse 20, says, listen to the voice of God, encouraging us to be waiting to hear. John chapter 10, verse 27 says, my sheep listen to my voice. These verses, when they say, when God says, my sheep listen, that means God is talking. He's communicating. God is speaking. And he speaks through different methods, primarily through his word. And that leads us to our last, the fourth action. Not only are we to find a quiet spot, to ask questions, expect answers, but the fourth one is we need to wait, wait on God's timing. As we read, as we study and meditate on God's word, we learn God's character, we understand his nature better, we learn if a thought or an impression or an idea is from God. That's a discerning piece that God allows us to be tapped in to, to who he is. See, God's guidance will never contradict his word. It will never contradict his nature or his character. But the fact is, is that every idea that comes into our mind is not necessarily a God thought. How many of you could identify with stinking thinking? <laughs> Sometimes our thinking just isn't right. Sometimes we will have an idea and think, oh boy, that's got to be God. And, uh, and as we look to God's word, boy, it, maybe it doesn't line up. See, along with God's word, God often speaks through different other areas. Many times he will speak through a counselor for wisdom and, and for godliness and for, through prayer. Matt Biller, uh, who gave the testimony, he's a licensed therapist. We're riding this week and he's talking about God allowing him to, to, to work with different individuals. And how many times, Matt, do you feel the Holy Spirit giving you God thoughts that are like, whoa, where does that come from? I know what happens when we counsel here at the church. But counselors uh, often will come alongside God's word in the waiting period to give the word of God at that moment. Sometimes it comes from an inner guidance. There's a hunch or an inner leading, a, guy, uh, a, a desire with, from within. And it, if it lines up with God's word, many times that's how God speaks. 
Sometimes it's, the Bible talks about through the witness of two or three that God's word is brought forward or God's leading. There's a confirmation. God's word talks about the preaching of God's word. Well, often uh, while I'm preaching, which is kind of crazy to think, but God could be speaking to your heart specifically. The Holy Spirit could be, could be using me to speak into someone's life. And then, of course, there's the gift of the Holy Spirit that we read about in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that are so valuable. Words of knowledge and words of discernment, words of faith, or a gift of faith, a gift of healing, gift of prophecy, gift of tongues, interpretation. It's all in the waiting. As we wait before the Lord. See, we can, be, we can find ourselves in a quiet place. We can ask God questions. We can even be expecting. But if we don't wait to hear, oftentimes we can get ahead of what God is wanting to do in our lives. I want you to turn with me to James chapter, chapter 1. James chapter 1, as we think about the waiting, there are great rewards that come with that. James chapter 1 We'll start in verse 19. It says, My brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. That's what we're talking about this morning. Slow to speak and slow to become angry. For, anger, for a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you. Saying, look, use God's word as a guide. Use it and, uh, and let it guide. Let it, let it be a blessing. But verse 22, you may want to underline this. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. So not only are we to hear the word of God, not only do we have an impression, not only do we talk to the counselor, not only do we get a, the counsel of two or three for the wisdom, not only do we hear it, we even understand it, but it says, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks in, at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. An interesting picture there. Verse 25, but the man who looks intently into the perfect law, looks into God's word that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. I circled that in my, in my Bible. He will be blessed in what he does. How many of us would say, man, we want to be blessed. We want our families to be blessed. We want our business to be blessed. We want our kids to be blessed. We want our church to be blessed. Well, back it up and do what the Word of God says. Listen to God's voice. As many times in that waiting, we get ahead of God, and it's so, so dangerous. But I want to say this morning, we cannot afford, not one of us, we cannot afford to do it on our own. But what's so interesting about God, he's a perfect gentleman, isn't he? 
And God is not going to come. He's not going to uh, usurp his initiative on us. He's not going to force or, or coerce us or push us into doing his will. It's our choice. And if we want to be truly successful, if you want to be truly successful where you are, you must be Holy Spirit directed, listening up to God. So where are you in this? Can you find a quiet place? Are you willing to ask God questions? Say, well, what kind of questions can you ask God? Well, how about this for students? You know, uh, uh, do you want me to date this guy or this girl? Or for those that are in business, how about this? Uh, am I making the right move in this business deal? Or for me, I can personalize it. You know, what do you want me to preach about, Lord? Where do you want my family to go? How can I reach my neighbor for Jesus? How can I be a better son or a daughter? How can I be a better husband or a wife or a father or mother? Just yesterday, I had an opportunity to do what I was preparing, pre preparing, saying, listening to God, asking questions and expecting answers and waiting. I was frustrated yesterday, wasn't I, Jessica? From about 11.30 till about 3, I was trying to figure something out in our finances that was just mind-boggling. Dave Biller knows that we, we kind of had shifted some uh, of our money around, opened a new bank account, and I'm not sure if I should say this, but the Holy Spirit's leading me, just because I want you to don't think of me as any better than anyone else, because I'm not. For the first time in our, in our married life, we are endeavoring to balance our checkbooks. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's, this, seriously, this is the first time we've ever done that, uh, where it will line up and our checkbook should match what our budget book says. Isn't that right, Dave? It was driving me crazy. And I was frustrated, and I was getting grumpy, and my kids could see it, Jessica could see it, I could see it. And I had been preparing all week about listening to God, asking questions. And I, sa I said, Jessica, I need to go lay down. I find myself laying on the couch. And I don't know if you heard me, Jess, but I said out loud, just nice and quiet. I'm like, Lord, help me. Show me where I'm missing it <laughs> in our budget. And I got back up maybe a little bit later, and, uh, and it seemed to work out. Now, Jessica said, still, call, let's get Dave to come over. And so, Dave, this is our chance this week, maybe. I don't know if you have any time. But, but it's one of those things. Ask God specific questions. I believe that God wants to share great and mighty things with us. Jeremiah 33, uh, 3 says. And then we got to expect, by faith, expecting God to answer. And then we got to learn, again, to wait. And that is the tough thing. With God's leading us, we can gain meaning in our life. There can be a sense of direction, mission. Our dreams and goals can become reality. Our life that may have seemed mediocre at one point is now full of flavor and excitement and adventure. And I believe that God desires it that way for each of us to be sharpening ourselves, listening to the voice of God. I don't believe any of us can afford to live without God's direction, without his leading. 
you turn with me to one last scripture, to Luke chapter 10. Worship team, you can come at this point. There's a story here that just captured my attention early in the week, and I just kept on coming back to it. Read it several times. It's the story of Jesus um, and his disciples spending time together as they traveled. Well, they ended up at, at a home. We'll just read it in Luke chapter 10, starting verse 38. It says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Martha was a, uh, a woman of God, uh, and she, she had the gift of hospitality. I'm, sh- I'm certain of that. She opened up their house for Jesus and the disciples to come. Then it says here, it says, her, uh, She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to get up and help me. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you you are worried and upset about many things, many distractions. But only one thing is needed. One thing, church. It says Mary has chosen what is better. And what was Mary doing? She was at the feet of Jesus. What was she doing? Listening. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This morning, I believe God could speak through a little story like that because all of us no matter who we are whether it's uh, distractions in high school or sports or girlfriends boyfriends or just school in general I know math can be hard Aaron and sometimes that can be a distraction sure As we continue to grow, other things become distractions, money and possessions, business, relationships. How many know even ministry can become a distraction? Doing the work of God, being active in the church can even be a distraction at times. And we all have a choice, like Mary and Martha. Are we going to choose to be like Martha where we just continue to attend to the things of this world? Or are we going to be like Mary and slow down, find a quiet spot, ask questions, expecting answers, and then being willing to wait, wait for God to speak? My heart is that we'd be a church full of out of control or lacking direction lacking mission lacking that flavor that you want and the excitement of the adventure you may be here this morning and maybe you need someone to snap you 
reality they listen unto God forget the distractions and listen to what God is saying this morning I've got a whole bag of rubber bands and I'm going to ask that you do something this morning as we close we're going to provide a time to listen up to the Lord and you can hear but I realize that life is busy and some of you may have to bolt me out here on this side since you're getting up there. We want everybody to have a rubber band. And I'm going to ask that you would wear this. I'm going to take care of this side. I'm going to ask that you would wear this for one week. And it matches your skin color pretty close. And people might ask you, what are you, what are you, what's that on for? In fact, this morning, Pastor Mark did. And he said, well, here. And he said, let me have one. And uh, But this week, could we be focused on the Lord to the extent that if we feel like there's distractions that are bounding up in our life, that we just give ourselves a little snap and say, okay, I need to listen to what God is saying. There may be things this week that you need answers, specific answers for. So before the distractions get piled up, just give yourself a little snap. next week, maybe we'll add the second part where others, where we can come around and snap each other and say, hey, you're not listening up. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good idea or not, but we'll get there next week. But this morning, I know that as we've prayed even during our worship time, that there are some that are, that are up against a wall, needing direction, needing God's favor, needing God's wholeness. I just want to say that God is here to meet us. As we slow down, as we listen, as we ask questions, expecting answers, as we're willing to wait. I'm going to ask that you'd all stand. And if you are here this morning, and you do not have a relationship with Jesus, you are away from the Lord, I'm going to ask in these next few moments that you'd be honest with yourself and get your heart right with God first. Saying, you know, I'm going to commit my life to God. Someone greater than myself that can help me. If you're away from God, maybe you've had a relationship at one point and you've slipped away. I believe God wants to restore that relationship this morning. And for the rest of us, as we consider our lives, as we consider who we are in Christ, can we learn to know the voice of God? The voice of God that is spoken through His Word, that is confirmed through counselors and through an inner guidance many times that's confirmed through the witness of two or three that's confirmed through I think the Bible even talks about angel visitations I mean who knows God is God is big but he confirms his his will through lots of different areas as we wait on him 
you're here this morning would like special prayer, I'm going to ask that you would move from where you are and to come and find a spot. The worship team, I asked them to play for, for a season here. We don't have to take long necessarily, but I want to encourage you. For me, when I think about a quiet place, many times in my life has been at an altar asking God questions, seeking the Holy Spirit in my life. And so many times we can get so busy. We say, well, it's not important. I won't come forward. But I'm going to encourage you, like these guys have already. Yeah, I want you to come. Find a spot for a few moments. Whatever God is speaking to your heart, I want you to be obedient at this moment. Hallelujah. Father, we ask that you just speak to our hearts in this moment, God. Holy Spirit, meet us right where we are, God. God, I pray that we would find ourselves on our knees like we sang earlier, God. Oh, Lord. A place where we can ask questions. A place where we can seek your face. A place where we can wait on you, Lord. Holy Spirit, let's sing this together. Come and let When the music fades and all is stripped away, and I simply come, Lord, draw this morning, longing just to bring something that is worth that will bless your heart. morning, if one of your friends are up here at the front, I'm going to encourage you to slip out and just to come and to 
to pray. Maybe there's something specific that you can pray about with them, asking God to just meet their need. And I just believe in moments like this that God can speak, and he is speaking. And for each one of us, this week as we would go, that we keep this rubber band as a reminder that we need to be listening up to what God is saying in our lives. No matter what we're facing, could we listen? I pray that God would do that in each of our hearts, in each of our lives. Father, I pray as we would go this morning that you would just go before us, behind us, and all around us, God. That you would help us, God, and God will give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go in the grace of God as God would lead you. If you would come and let's pray and let's believe. If you didn't come earlier and you would like specific prayer for uh, to be anointed with oil, we would love to do that. Hallelujah. I'm coming back to the Hallelujah, Lord. It's all about Bless you, God. Bless you, Nick. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made here. But it's all about you. It's all about I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. But it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. But it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Take a 